Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransom Bello. What is the gospel? The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Paul says that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation so let's say that scripture i believe that if you're a member of this church you you would be able to quote that scripture verbatim it says for i'm not ashamed of the gospel of christ for it is the power of god to salvation for everyone who believes for the jews first and also for the greek all right then verse 17 says for in it for what is the it there for in the gospel is what the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith say with me the just shall live by faith okay um, when we say the gospel what is the meaning of the gospel the meaning of the gospel is good news good news it is a message that when you hear it, it is nearly too good to be true. That's what the gospel is. It means the nearly too good to be true message. What does the gospel announce? It announces the forgiveness of sins. That our sins have been forgiven. Glory to God. You know, a lot of us don't really understand the implication of the forgiveness of sins. We think it's a light matter. It's not a light matter because... Uh, the forgiveness of your sins is everything that God would have done for you. Because God can't do anything for you. Uh, he can't bless you. He can't lift you up. He can't give you victory if your sins are not forgiven. So the forgiveness of your sins is the criteria to which God does anything for you. Hallelujah. So... When the believer rejoices because his sins have been forgiven, he does so because he knows that's the foundation work or that's the foundation to which God does everything for him. Right? Um, in, the, uh, in the Old Testament, the children of Israel could never say amen to the blessings. Never. If you read Deuteronomy chapter 28, when the blessings, or the, the blessings were read, um, the children of Israel could never say amen to receive them. So just like we do in church today where you stand, the pastor stands and says to you, your weak shall be blessed. What, what does the church say? Amen. amen. But in those days, the children of Israel could not say amen to the promises of God. Never. The reason why they couldn't say amen to the promises of God is very simple. It is for the fact that there was no foundational principle that was working to qualify them to saying amen. You see? So, but they could only say amen to one thing. What could they say amen to? The curse. So the priest will stand up and make declarations, curses, and say to the people, cursed shall you be if you don't keep so-so and so law. The children of Israel have to say amen to the curse. God forbid. God forbid. The children of Israel, do you want to see that script? Do you want to see it? Do you want to see it? Okay, let me show you Deuteronomy chapter 27. Let's start from 27. 
um, go to the later verses, um, the verses towards the end of 27. Deuteronomy chapter 27. Great. It says, Cursed is the one who makes a carved or model image, an abomination to the Lord, the work of the hands of the craftsmen, and sets it up in secret. And all the people shall answer and say, well, Don't be afraid. All the people, okay, okay, let's, let's do it this way. All the people would have answered and said, yeah. do you feel better now? <laughs> All right. Next, next one. Cursed is the one who treats his father or his mother with contempt. And all the people would have said what? Amen. Everybody say amen now. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. All right. Um, Cursed is the one who moves his neighbor's landmark. And, <laughs> and all the people would have said what? Amen. Amen. Next verse. Cursed is the one who, who makes the blind to wander of the road. But that's really wicked though. <laughs> and all the people shall say what? Amen. Amen. Cursed is the one who perverts the justice due to the stranger. Yeah, and the fatherless and the widow and all the people shall, all the people would have said what? Amen. Uh, next one. Uh, cursed is the one who lies with his father's wife. Because Kai. Because he has uncovered his father's bed. And all the people would have said what? Amen. Cursed is the one who lies with any kind of animal. Jesu. And all the people would have said what? Amen. Curses the one who lies with his sister, the daughter of his father, or the daughter of his mother. And all the people shall say, Amen. Yes. Next one. Curses the one who lies with his mother-in-law. My goodness. And all the people would have said what? Amen. Curses the one who attacks his neighbor secretly. And all the people shall say what? Amen. Next verse. Curses the one who takes a bribe to slay an innocent person. And all the people shall say what? Yes. I'm tired of the curses. Are you tired? Yes. I'm tired. Can we move forward please? Move to verse. Move to chapter 28. Too many curses. Wait, wait, wait. Curses the one who does not confirm the law. Did you see that? Yes. Sorry, go back there. Is it 27 what? 27, 26. Curses the one who does not confirm all, all the words of the law. You see, there is no point being under the law. There is no, in fact, the first thing is you're not a Jew. Because the law was given to Jews, not to you and I, not to Yoruba men, Igbo men like us. Or Nigerians, or Americans. The law was for the Jews. And if you are going to be a part of the law, you had to be a Jewish proselyte, which means you will come into the Jewish culture and you will become a Jew, not by birth, but by adoption, so to speak. You see? So let's move to the next, let's move to uh, 28. So this is the blessings now. I mean, the blessings are being read out. And let's see if the people say, Bless, blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. No, amen. <laughs> Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, 
the offspring of your flocks. You see? Nobody's saying amen here. Blessed shall be your basket, your kneading bowl. They weren't told to say amen. Next verse. Blessed shall, bless shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you. How many ways? Seven ways. But you see here that the people never could say amen. Why? Because there was no foundational principle for the Old Testament saints to say amen to a blessing. And why is that? The reason is because there was no sacrifice for their sins. But today Jesus has become the sacrifice for our sins. Hallelujah. And because of what Jesus has done, you and I can say amen to all the blessings now. Glory to God. How do I prove this to you? The Bible says all the promises of God. This is now New Testament now. All the promises of God in Christ Jesus. They are what? They are yes and they are amen. Glory to God. So we have all the blessings and we can say amen to the blessings because Christ has fulfilled all the requirements of justice for you and I. Glory to God. And because of that, we have the promises of God. Amen, somebody. Um, when you talk about redemption, there are two major sides to redemption. The first one, you can write this one down. The first one is the legal side of redemption. Uh, the second is the vital side of redemption. The legal side of redemption. And the second is the vital, the vital side of redemption. So let's say that together, the legal side and the vital side. Praise the Lord. What did I say? Number one, the legal side. And number two, the vital side of redemption. So when you say one has been redeemed okay redemption talks about what god that's the legal side now talks about what god has accomplished in christ it talks about what god has what accomplished in christ Re the legal side of redemption talks about what what god has accomplished in christ Let's say that together. What God has accomplished in Christ. Let's say that again until it sits in our spirits. Legal side of redemption talks about what? What God has accomplished in Christ. What God has accomplished. Now, if you, if you hear the word accomplished, does it talk about a past tense or a present continuous tense or a future tense? Which one? What God has accomplished is what God has finished. Say the word finished. Say God has accomplished. The legal side of redemption speaks about what God has already finished in Christ. Not what God is doing or what God is about to do. No. So the legal, legal, it's legal because um, there is a law binding what God has done. There's a law binding what God has done. God can reverse what he has done and he can do otherwise. If not, he would not be just. 
So God is called just because of what he has accomplished in Christ. Okay? So it is legal because his justice must be satisfied and fulfilled. How many of you know that God is very merciful? Lift your hand up if you know. Have you enjoyed the mercies of God before? Have you ever enjoyed God's mercies before? Okay. The mercies of God is very overwhelming that even in his mercy, you would still find justice in there. That God doesn't show you mercy and shows you mercy outside the boundaries of his justice. But however, his mercy overweighs judgment but doesn't go outside of the boundaries of justice so that if God says that he is merciful he has to be merciful to you within the limits of his justice so even in the Old Testament those people who sinned against God they couldn't just receive some kind of forgiveness forgiveness the forgiveness was not it wasn't free somebody had to pay for it who paid for the forgiveness of the Old Testament saints that sinned? Who did? Was it Jesus? It wasn't Jesus. But it was goats, animals. The blood of bulls, the blood of goats. Those things had to pay for the sins of the people in the Old Testament. So God will show the children of Israel mercy, but he has to be within the confines of justice that something has to die for mercy to... To prevail. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, even in the beginning, when Adam fell, the Bible says that God took uh, the, the skin of an animal and he covered Adam and Eve, which means that animal, the blood of an animal had to be shed before he can. I mean, you can't take the skin of a live animal. And after you've taken the skin, the, the animal is still walking. No, no, no. So the animal had to be killed. And God took the skin of the animal to cover. Are you still here? To cover the, uh, the Adam and Eve. So from the beginning, something had to give for God's mercies to work. But when you come into the New Testament now, uh, the New Testament brings you into the place where you enjoy the fullness of God's mercies by reason of the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Hallelujah. So his mercy far outweighs his judgment. His mercy far outweighs the consequences of your sin. And why is it so important when we say that your sins have been forgiven? We're saying so because you are now qualified for the blessing. You're now qualified for what, what anybody has that you desire. You qualify for it now. Because your sins have been forgiven. Don't act like your sins have not been forgiven. Don't act like it. Don't act like you don't have victory. Don't act like you're the tail and not the head. Act like you know the best belongs to you. Because what redemption has paid for is more than what you can see. Are you still here? So you must know that your sins have been forgiven. Forgiveness has been provided for the whole world. Not just for the church. For the whole world. Forgiveness has been provided for everyone. And because of that, you have come into the blessing. So that is the legal side of redemption. 
The legal side of redemption is what God is doing or what God has done in Christ. But now what is the vital side of redemption? The vital side of redemption is what God through the Holy Spirit is accomplishing in you today because of what he has accomplished in Christ. Do we understand it? Can I take that again? The vital side of redemption is in you now but the vital side is what God is accomplishing in you now through the Holy Spirit because of what he has accomplished in the legal side of redemption. Do you understand what I'm saying? So what God is doing in you now, he has grounds to do it because he has already done something in Christ. So who is your reference point? Christ. So Christ has become your basis for what God is doing in you now. Why should God bless you now? Because he has blessed Christ. Why should God lift you up now? Why should you be in victory? The only reason why you should be is because Christ has paid the price for all that to happen. Glory to God. So we see how the legal side and the vital side connects together. And where there is a disconnect in the body of Christ is that um, many people are not able to connect between uh, the vital and the legal. Forgiveness of sins has been done. Um, the announcement of your, your righteousness has been done. Glory to God. Now hear this very, very carefully. When we speak about justification, say the word justification. justification. Shout it loud, say justification. justification. That's not shouting. Shout it loud, justification. Yeah. Is justification meant to be a... Justification is a legal word. It's just like acquittal. So, um, the grounds for justification in the Old Testament was for you to do something, for you to be justified. But in the New Testament, the grounds for justification is not what you do. So, being a good person is not what takes you to heaven. Being a good person is not the reason why you're justified. You're only justified because of your faith in Christ Jesus. That's the only reason why you're justified. In fact, justification is stronger than being forgiven. Somebody has done something wrong and what the person is doing is asking for mercy. Right? But God is saying, I will give you more than mercy, but I will give you acquittal. It's one thing for me to say, I forgive you. I have pardoned you. But it's another thing for me to say to you that you are righteous. You didn't do it. So God didn't just forgive you, but he upgraded your status and said to you, that as Christ is, that's the way you are. That having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Glory to God. So this is the gospel that we announce everywhere we go. And we tell people, do you know that God has made you righteous? I mean, in those days when we used to preach this message, a lot of people had never heard before that righteousness was by what 
Righteousness was not by what you did, but righteousness was by who you believed. This was not the gospel we grew up with. We were told before that if you dress well, you're righteous. We were told before that if you don't wear earrings, you're righteous. That if you did what was right, you're righteous. Just, the word just begins to change from the, new, from the Old Testament to the New Testament. When it gets to the cross, the intertestamental, even the intertestamental gates, and then the cross, and then after the cross, the word just begins to travel. The word just was for a man who did what was right. Just. And the man who didn't do what was wrong. Just. When you now came to the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and the word just begins to play. There's a man called Joseph. The Bible says that he was called just because he, he, he didn't want to stone his wife or make a public spectacle of her, but he rather preferred to put her away privately. But the Bible says because he was a just man. So the word just now begins to change meaning because according to the law, if your fiance was found pregnant before wedding, she had to be stoned to death. That was the law. So if Joseph announced it to everybody that Mary was pregnant, Mary had to die because the law had to be fulfilled. But the word just begins to change from Old Testament to New Testament. That before the cross even came, it started taking some form of adjustment that somebody hid the pregnancy of somebody of Mary, pregnant for Jesus. And he was called just. And then he now moves to what the cross does, that being just now today is not by what you do, but by what somebody has done. So the word just begins to travel and change its meaning. That when you look at things from the spectacle of the cross, the meaning and the definition changes. So we've been justified by faith now. So Paul begins to emphasize that for the believer, your justification is only by faith. Hallelujah. Let me show you something. Galatians chapter 2 verse 16. Galatians chapter 2 verse 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by what? But by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by what? You guys are sounding like you're not seeing the Bible. Is this not Bible we're reading? Okay, let's read it together, everybody. Want to go? Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we, somebody say even we. Right? It says even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law for by the works of the law no flesh shall be justified who can be justified by keeping the law nobody so can you thank God now for being justified by faith in Christ Jesus being justified we've been justified by faith in Christ Jesus let me show you one more scripture. Galatians chapter 3 verse 11. Galatians chapter 3 verse 11. Then we'll do Romans 3 26. It says, 
but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall what? Live by faith. So, you know, we always quoted that scripture, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live. What does, the, what does that mean? The just shall live by faith. It means that you live not by what you do. You have come into eternal life not because of what you did. But you came into eternal life by believing in Jesus Christ. You know, God is wiser than the devil. God is wiser. There will be more people in heaven than there will be more people in hell. Only God knows those who are his. I grew up in Kanu. Um, for most part of my growing up, um, there are a lot of those people who go to the mosque and they, they say they are prayers, but they are actually Christians. They only do all of that because of fear. There are so many people who believe without you knowing that they believe. So, what, what, what's happening in their lives, what you see now is the legal side of redemption that they have. But they don't have the vital side of redemption where that faith they have received in Christ is working in them. The vital side of uh, redemption doesn't take you to heaven. It gives you a better experience here. It is the legal side of redemption that takes you to heaven. What is the legal side of redemption? Your faith in Christ and your faith in what Christ has accomplished for you is the obedience of Christ. But the vital side of redemption is what you stand to enjoy here. Is what qualifies you for all the crowns. Is what makes you a believer that by their fruits you shall... How do you know a believer? By their fruits you shall know them. But that's not for God. God doesn't need fruits to know you. The Lord knows those who are his. Doesn't need fruit. But me and you, since we can't see heart, <laughs> we can't see conviction, we need fruit. How do we know you are really a believer? But, so show me some fruits, bro. Let's see some fruit. By their fruits, we all shall know them. And it is expedient that we don't just stay in the legal side of redemption. But we move from the legal and allow the Holy Spirit to do his perfect work in our lives. So that we come into the vital. So that we see where the believers bearing fruits have encouraged other people to come to Christ because of what they see in your life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you blessed right now? This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.